good evening, and welcome to Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Cameron. It's me, I'm back. Hi, everyone. Uh, and I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, as usual. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It is slightly chilly here, but otherwise doing okay. Very good. And Leonard, how about yourself? I'm okay. I'm I'm desperately trying to to keep cats away from me while I record, <laughs> and while also preventing them from being startled by 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 wind and palm tree fronds. Um, because I, I I have control over that somehow. I don't. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, I, I'm good. 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 Excellent. Um. Yeah. I'm doing okay. It has been very warm here in Perth. So the the tanks are running low, but I'm sitting in the air conditioner, got a big bottle of water, and I'm ready to talk about some uh, some fun creepypasta-ish-esque stuff. Uh, this episode, we'll be talking about Monster Myth, um, not Monster, Monument Mythos Season 2. Uh, we did a bit of a chat about Season 1 last year. God, already get to say that, that's fun. Um... <laughs> Uh, and yeah, now we're going to have a look at season two, which overall feels, I would say, like a lot more complete, like uh, whole. Like season one was lots of little sort of almost vignette style. Here's a creepy thing to do with a monument. There were a few connecting threads, uh, but this season sort of starts bundling all that up together and hashing it out into a more firmly grounded, uh, well, mythos. Uh, as would be expected from the title of the show. Um, Cameron, I, I do have hmm. to say that uh, your use of, of the word fun was doing uh, quite a bit of heavy lifting in, in that <laughs> sentence. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I want to know who thinks that this is fun um, as, as, as the person who, who recommended an animated series about a pink clown monster that looks like spaghetti. Um, this is, this, this season is, is incredibly unnerving and, and probably the, 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 the antithesis of fun, I would say. See, that's very interesting. I agree. It is super unnerving. I did have fun with it. Um, <laughs> I think primarily because um, this this season is a little more tied in, not only with uh, collecting all this into a single unified idea, but also in like to to the modern day, shall we say? Um, in particular, the Suez Canal crab episode had some spots that. Overall, I really enjoyed the whole season. That that episode in particular had some very good, unnerving, creepy content, but also um, just some really funny spots relatively early on where I genuinely had a good laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it hits that moment. It's just got one or two moments throughout the season where it's got that moment of brevity, and you're like, ah, oh, that's funny. That's fun, and then you're like, and the the Statue of Liberty is don't forget the Statue of Liberty is evil and contains evil, um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, my overall thoughts is I quite liked this second season. I felt it wrapped things up nicely. It had a couple of moments of lightness that I help think helped balance it out. But overall, like you said, great sort of unnerving 
atmosphere, very heavy. Um, what did the two of you think more specifically? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so because it's it's able to build on what existed in the first season, that uh, that through line and clearing up questions that were prompted by the the season one episodes i think that's the fun part maybe is Mm. you can look at this and go okay no i now i know what like there's more context i know what those mean i know maybe what that is it's you you can watch this and like read the threads a little better versus the first Mm. season where it's like this could be any is this in the same are these all in the same universe what's going on Mm, and yeah piecing together that the entirety of it is an alternate universe uh and still interconnected with um this universe's events like things still Mm. happen even though uh technology and other aspects are wildly like behind the times like there's (laughs) there's there's more analog than digital (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they still get to the same places, so that's mm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not—I don't even know what kind of punk this would be, but it's definitely got that feeling of like—is well, is this analog? It's not punk? hope. It's not hope <laughs> punk. <laughs> no, maybe it's analog punk. Um, the idea of the Twitter machine I find very endearing. Like this society, um didn't develop the personal phone. They developed a device exclusively for using Twitter, which takes yes. the role of the mobile phone in this society, which I think is hilarious. And it's it's popular. There's like millions of people with these. Well, it's, it's the only <laughs> computer and only internet. Like, that's what you get. Mm. So yeah. I feel that that's... Um, that's, that's hitting, a, like, a, a good point. Uh, if I mm. just think about it, of anything I'm using my phone for, it's primarily to scroll Twitter. <laughs> like I don't, yeah, I don't fair. have. Other, <laughs> I mean, there's apps on there, but I don't really use them. And mm. I might, I might Google something, like to yeah. look up a recipe yeah. or something quick. But by and large, it's the if you like. I think there's an app for that, but you can log like look at what you're logging your time on. Mostly, it's going to be Twitter. Mm, yeah, and I'm, and I'm not fair. doing anything with it. I'm not being like Twitter productive. I'm not tweeting. I'm just scrolling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all experienced that, especially over the last couple of years. The last couple of years, yeah. That's just what it. You know, it's, and I don't, I don't, now. I don't feel that it's it's the generic like doom scrolling. It's like no, I no, you, you no. curate your timeline. You make sure that it's mm, potentially yeah. not that you can't escape it because of the algorithms. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just funny to see that that's <laughs> what um, was picked as the as the, the it's not surrogate, but as the stand-in for phones and internet was twitter just twitter yeah (laughs) with like a really fun like d make of the overall twitter aesthetic as well 
Like, it's still primarily blue, and it's recognizable as Twitter, but it's, like, done in the old... Uh, it looks like um, it's you know, 90s AOL yeah. Yeah. version. Kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like it's, like, like slightly better than a BBS. <laughs> mm. like, like, like a Tandy computer version of yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so when I started, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not no, no, no. stepping over you, Dave. Am no, I? that was it. <laughs> that was my okay. My sentiment. Um, when I started, I was um, uh, kind of, kind of surprised uh, by by the introduction. I was like, oh yeah, new stuff like uh, Maze, the Maze Corporation, and I'm like, aha, I get it. It's like Apple, <laughs> like it, I, I, yeah. I, I, I see what you're doing, Monument Mythos. And as <laughs> I got deeper in, I was like, "Oh, we're we're just we're just explaining stuff from season mm. one. Like we're yep. actually just giving context to that." And I'm like, "I don't I don't know how I feel about that." And then and then like I hit a tipping point like around I guess it was like around episode five, and I was like. Okay, I'm still getting like the weird intrigue that I need from mm. this, and they're explicitly like it's explicitly like laying down the rules for how stuff certain stuff works, and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. This is this is a way where you're not leaving your audience to to just endlessly create conjecture uh with one another about what's going on like you're establishing this is what this is but also hey there's this other wrinkle um that was only kind of mentioned uh minorly which was Mm. uh the ada um which yes changes meanings like based (laughs) on the decade um and so <laughs> they're still doing the same thing though still doing the same yeah. thing but yeah it, they're basically like like the lone gunman from the x-files only significantly <laughs> more awful and violent um but uh, uh actually everybody every yeah every say we'll have to get into in that this, <laughs> because yeah are are there it's a terrorist organization but you have to try to figure out the things they're trying to show or their their methodologies in question but is their motive mm. like correct right. yeah because everything um, that they're they're uncovering is like bad yes mm. yeah um, yeah so i think at the end of the day i walked away from it feeling more positive than I did when I was at like episode three. And I think this is, re- it's a really good season. Um, and, it, mm. and it, I, I also, once again, and once again, find it significantly more unnerving than the first, like the, mm. the explanations that d- d- do not make me feel better about the things going <laughs> on. Um, yeah. Which is something that I, I did, which was a, a takeaway that I absolutely didn't have with the, with the first season, because I suppose I was too busy trying to, you know, uh, next episode of Lost, pieced it together so Mm. yeah yeah once you start getting some answers given to you you can sort of more focus on the uh the experience of it a bit more rather than thinking about it um which is fun uh in its own way of course uh everyone loves to theorize but it's also 
good to, you know, actually get to experience something clearly thought out and directed to a degree, um, rather than, as you said, just sort of the endless puzzle piecing speculation that a lot of a lot of things do fall into, and that's fine. But I like this. I like I like things being not necessarily wrapped up, but like shown vaguely properly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's, there's a few there's a few threads we can pull at. Um. How about we start with um the one that I really like is the Giza glass related threads. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, because th- this ties into a few things from uh, season one in ways I really didn't expect, uh, and it's really, really interesting. So um, f- folks who've watched season one will remember things such as the, um, I forget the name of the statue, the Statue of Freedom. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the Statue of Freedom, uh, this statue designed in Italy and shipped off to America to adorn the Capitol building. Um, going on, like, a murderous rampage and all this kind of stuff. Um, this gets explained, and it's absolutely not what I thought. I was like, you know, some sort of golem style, the maker breathes life into the statue kind of thing. Um, because, like, the statue's, like, eating people and stuff. Um, but in season two, we get introduced to the concept of Giza Glass, uh, which is a strange form of glass that is created when lightning strikes around the pyramids in Egypt. Um, and it has uh, an interesting property where if it cuts something, whatever it cuts doesn't die effectively. Like the, the, the example is like the British, the British Egyptologist who was the first person to like get his hands on it and document it for a museum was decapitated by it accidentally in a freak accident and was fine. Uh, not fine, obviously. I was about to. I was about to say fine is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, and that's a like, lot of heavy lifting. There. But you know, he's like breathing <laughs> and attempting to talk and he's everything still alive. while. Yeah, he's yeah. still alive, which is uh unexpected when your head and body are several feet apart. Uh, um, yeah, we get we get introduced to this concept of the Giza glass, and you know, then we start to learn where it's being used. Um, the the title of the episode this comes up is Giza Guardian, uh, which is essentially talks about a series of people assigned to guard the Grand Canyon, uh, and they are given swords made out of this Giza glass. Um, and this also pulls on another thread of the Canyon Crowns uh, yes. from season one, which is like those big swollen bodiless heads um yeah if uh if you go wandering around the grand canyon you don't have the right permits or if the uh the government has lured you there because maybe you're part of the anti-dean association um these geese guardians will lock your head off and turn you into one of the itinerant sort of wandering monsters of the grand canyon yeah. Like yeah, like over time, you know, the, the severed parts swell and discolor they're not necessarily decaying, it's like it's more like a weird growth thing is what I sort of felt with the way it was described. But um <laughs> yeah, we get some well, explanation. I think for they that. are decaying, but you can use vinegar, I think it's vinegar, mm. that, um, to keep yeah. uh, to keep it um from just ballooning ridiculously and okay. falling apart. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's like a heavy yeah, like, smell of vinegar when the um the, uh, the Kenyan Galan arrive. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. There we go. Um and yeah. So, so that's <laughs> uh, it's made a little bit more significant um when uh, I want to say it's the Casey Guardian episode it talks about like what America's kind of doing they 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 make a it's not really a monopoly. They just own all of the mm. keys of glass. They bought it all. Yeah. So no one else could use it. Uh, yes. Right. And they're weaponizing it, um, of course. And then they also mm. weaponize the um, the Kenyan Galans, the Kenyan crowns, like mm. completely for like the war effort later on. But yeah, um, yeah. The, the the Canyon Crown episode introduces us to um, the uh, Arnoldsons, I believe, yes. and so yes. that is where um, the Maya Arnoldson is being like looked for, mm. and she is the one who was made an accidental Lincoln looker. Yes, yeah, right. and then afterward. Um, because of some other things, um, that, that, I think that her experience as the Lincoln looker for a couple days or a week or something, Mm. um, however much time is, is still horrendous, but, um, put her on the path or maybe it's her father's involvement with it. Um, but they are members of the ADA Mm. and against the or, or trying to uncover what the government is doing with all these eldritch horrors in the monuments <laughs> and yeah that that yeah. sends them um in, in, into figuring out what the maze company is doing because beneath the yeah. building is like catacombs yeah and yes. <laughs> that ends that ends up with uh Maya um being decapitated and mm. turned into the the canyon crown that her father is looking for and taking um her sister along for that vac- that weird vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, this this pulls on so many other threads as well cuz like talk about all this. Let's go <laughs> still on the subject of Giza glass. Let's explain how the Statue of Freedom works, um, which is, you know, the it, in season one we got the story of it was being sculpted, and at some point the man sculpting it disappeared, and but the statue was finished, so they shipped it off, and his daughter snuck aboard to be with the statue to try and find her father because he has to be somewhere, uh, and eventually the statue, you know, went off on a rampage and ended up appearing to eat. Her, like physically consume her um he he got a hold uh the sculptor i should say got a hold of some giza glass to use for the statue of freedom sword because you know it's a, it's a fancy shiny very solid material um and he sort of documents or rather it is documented his sort of discovery of how giza glass works where he slips and accidentally cuts off a fingertip and can still feel it and with concentration can force it to move while it's detached from his body. And then, you know, one day he comes back without a hand. And then when the statue's done, he has 
sliced himself apart and inserted himself into an interior cavity in the statue, uh, which is presumably why the Statue of Freedom can run around, because there's literally a guy in it controlling all his disparate body parts telekinetically. (laughs) Um, And it's why it's even more powerful later on, because it has him and his daughter all also all cut up and stuck in there and manipulating the the motion of the statue. <laughs> um, very creepy. Definitely not, like I said, not what I thought was going to happen there. I, I was all in on, like, it's some kind of golem train. <laughs> um, and no, here we are with a telekinetic corpse puppet. Yeah, that keeps keeps wanting to like shroud itself in flesh. Like it'll put a a, mm. a person suit on. Yeah, yeah, that one's those are those some real monsters. <laughs> it does lead me to wonder if the um because you know in order for that to work, that means that those body parts aren't swelling. So is it literally just decapitation that creates this weird? Um, mm. swelling effect uh, because that that's that's an interesting uh, uh, little nugget of information if that's the way that it works if it, if it yeah because you know there's no talk about and then the hand swelled up it's it's literally only the heads and this guy mm. you know he, well he dismembered like a... completely like he it, yeah it, he took his eyes out and put them in there and his you know he was. Yeah, down to his constituent parts are just, I guess, floating inside the mm. statue. Mm. I mean, they could be swelling. There's just not enough room for them to expand any further out. Right. Yeah. Like he, he might just fully occupy the interior of the statue again. Or yeah, possibly the swelling is not related to um, just general decay, and it is specifically decapitation. That that's one of the things we still don't know. For hundred percent certainty, um, so yeah, there's still mysteries to uncover. Maybe we'll find out eventually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. And then with the geezer glass, we pull along to the the crowns, the the um the canyon crowns, and I re- if I'm remembering correctly, um, they're used in labor or war. War, yeah, they're, war. they're well, enslaved. And lab- the labor of war, yeah, the labor yeah. of war. <laughs> they're enslaved to pilot the inside of the Rockefeller Zeppelins that Germany came ah, up with. Yes, yeah. And so each crown is used as like the the pilot and sole. Well, I guess they're not. There's also like a there's a zeppelin. The inside of it is like a cage that holds the head in the front of the zeppelin. And mm. then some other thing is used to to form a, a death laser beam. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what they've they've harnessed something from the um, the pyramids. Yeah, because, because the pyramids oh, thought... to to defend themselves had to make a, a laser on them. Oh, it's the special trees. Yeah, because yeah. each of the pyramids are a receptacle for a special tree, and then I guess they're singing or whatever is harnessed into a, a beam to destroy the zeppelins mm. did i just misremember that it ha- that that these like these uh lasers uh were had lenses made of 
uh, geyser glass? Uh, probably. Am I just making that? No, okay. that probably sounds correct. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, watching all... Some of these are long, and it's like, mm, yeah. three minutes. Oh, wait, no, this one's 14 minutes. And then just try to remember the, the individual <laughs> details after just sort of marathoning yeah. the whole thing is yeah. a little difficult. And then compounded with tying the threads together from the first season and going, okay, mm. what... The order of operations is a little murky sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. The the <laughs> continuing on, the pyramids are uh, houses for special trees, and to quote, extend infinitely downward. Um, which I think is the worst. I don't. I don't like the idea of the pyramids just continuing to go down as like the tip of this tower that's just buried entirely within the earth. Yeah, they're just giant um, obelisks. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, you mean like the Washington Monument? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know, uh, the Washington Monument a is a smaller. Bigger. It's a smaller version of a pyramid. <laughs> right. Oh, I like that. That feels inspired. <laughs> it is in um, fact inspired. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> because the the what the. Aren't they referred to as like metaphysical trees? Yeah, mm. they're, they're not actual yeah. trees. They're interdimensional, pan-dimensional. Beings. I think pan, pan-dimensional yeah. beings that can also become people-shaped. Mm. Right. Yeah, like if maybe if they're yeah. not buried, I don't. They dug one up, so the Rockefeller tree became a man thing. Mm. And it's just rolling around in New York. <laughs> yeah, just hang, 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 hanging out at the Rockefeller Center, apparently. Um, yep. As as we learn, um, which once again, hey, Arnoldson's because uh, little Virginia fate Arnoldson. Yep. I think is literally the beginning of this, like this family's curse with um, America. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they interconnect a lot of stuff. Like there is no there is no desperate like thread. Everything's woven together this season in in a kind of satisfying way. Mm. Um, that I didn't yeah. pick up with like the stuff in, in in the first season. Like I didn't I didn't uh you know didn't piece together like oh the Arnoldsons. Like I didn't even think about it because i was i was too busy trying mm. to to figure out what was what was interconnected and what was it well well yeah it, well, it all is it, 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 it all is yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and the, i think the harder bit to parse on this is that it's all interconnected but they're not they're not necessarily sequential so right something ties into episode three you could tie into episode 14 like it's it just jumps yeah. around a lot or, or it's the the information's given um in drips but spread apart so you you exactly. it, 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 like it requires you to either one have like a super great memory or watch these like repeatedly like mm. in, a, in a string i think you can't just watch like, I'll pick an episode, just watch it a bunch and memorize it. It's more like you have to watch the whole thing 
and then yeah. watch it again and start to piece stuff together that way. But paying attention to everything, turning on the closed caption, because sometimes the closed caption is different information than what's being spoken. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's yo, a, it's a the case? Of, oh, yes, man. Yes. Uh, I'm, okay. Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> and it's not all the time. It's just it, it adds in things every now and then. Yeah. Right. Well, that's fun. It's like extra subtitles, but it's only in the closed captioning. <laughs> so if you have it turned <laughs> off, you don't see them. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that sounds like something I would probably do. I so I I you know not to talk about myself or my 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 own work. Um, uh, it's 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 weird watching um stuff like this because it is really interesting, um and and it's really well made and well produced, but it is so thematically close to like the kind of work that that I'm looking to do with like my own um you know film and and narrative storytelling stuff at least a part of it that I'm always like cautious of diving too deep into it because I'm terribly afraid that I might just start um you know uns- unconsciously lifting like mm. concepts from it so i'm like i have to keep you at like arm's length even though you're really interesting and good because i don't wanna i don't want it to bleed over into my own work so yeah uh, when i discover things like oh yeah there, so there's so there's some hidden closed captioning i'm like oh man i i should really go back and, and watch that again but I'm also just like I I don't want to steal anything from this series well um, I think things like that that are like a technique or a concept is mm-hmm. is that's fine because you're not taking like the information right you're just you're just looking at it like an artist technique and you know that's a or a cinema, cinematographic feeling so what that what that reminds me of um tangentially is uh house of leaves where Uh, um uh, daniel Liski's book has a complete separate story in the footnotes on each page it's tied together (laughs) to the main thing but you can literally just read the footnotes and get a other part of a story yeah in, in addition to like what's going on in the main text so I think that that's um, using it that way or using it to um, mm, you could probably make it more unnerving through mm-hmm. like other text in there that's not that's optional. Right. So something like that yeah, yeah. Is, is I think that that's better than doing um quick images uh that are done in say um uh, interface where yeah, there's like yes. a, a simple frame and then that that conveyed kind of uh that that's that symbolism is just quick and it's um uh, it's borders on like subliminal messaging so instead of doing yeah. that you using some other thing to to create that sense of like unease 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. you were, I mean, pretty much already doing with um, <laughs> y- using uh, the the closing uh, cable channel, not cable, um, uh, it's like public public access kind of oh. feeling yeah and making it like that's mm-hmm. a, that's something familiar but now it's out of time like it's out of place mm-hmm. so yeah. that that instills that idea of like what these analog horror and analog uh, media is kind of doing is it's making familiar things now um it's making it weird like bringing it into a different space where that's not how it that's it's repurposing it yeah so it's it's almost repurposed nostalgia something like um that's what you get when uh when they were doing um uh, like vaporwave yes is that Uh, yeah sense (laughs) where it's taking something that didn't really occur and then couching it in what people thought was the popular media at the time, but it wasn't. Right. Right. Mm. So th- yeah. this, this bringing it back to um, Monument Mythos, this kind of does that because it's using uh, outdated um, technologies, but in a way that's trying to make them, uh, they're not really anachronistic because they, they existed, but they're, they're lesser than they should have been. Mm. So that's what's creating um, a weird sense, I think. With yes, um, they're lesser than they should have been, and that also kind of uh, is explained <laughs> as yeah. well. Uh, because really, the the so you know we're we're not talk going episode by episode, but mm. to to loop back to to. Uh, uh, Ma's computer, May's Ma's uh, computers. Um, it, the thread with that, with its introduction, is that they uh, introduced personal computers um, significantly yeah. earlier uh, than, <laughs> than in our reality uh, that were also cameras, <laughs> mm. which uh, and and then at some point something bad happened. And the government told everybody to get rid of their personal computers. And it feels like this is a result of, like, whatever, like, Eldridge abomination, like, of the, like, the spheres that, that uh, affect this world just kind of gained control of them. And they were like, oh, yeah, technology of this, like, advanced level can't just, we can't have it because uh, we're going to, we will inevitably lose control of it. Um, well, and it also kind of, seemed like they were, uh, they were bloodborning it. And the, the technology they were using was tied into the Eldritch existences. Like, they built it off the back of, like, the special tree singing, I think. Uh, right. Like there's there's stuff going on where they were they were trying to harness those the existence of these eldritch monstrosities these these weapons and using that to make a profit or also yes. con- control the masses because that's that's another thing that's what led I think to the um, ban on computers. Uh, was the um, ADA's 
uh, interruption of Dean and, and setting off the sirens that like made most of the population deaf. And so now everyone mm. in the in the country is outfitted with um, super advanced technology that like gets implanted in their head hearing impl- hearing aids. Yes, which mm-hmm. I think are used to potentially like control people because Dean himself doesn't read. It's not there's no like specific proof in the, in these episodes, but every time that he's introduced when he's reacting to things it's like the most deadpan not human reactions uh and he Mm. his rise to presidency is like predicated on it's not really coincidence but it's it's such a cult of personality where it feels like it's manufactured like someone else pulling the demon puppet yes Mm. Well, and we and yeah. we find out specifically that other founding fathers became monsters. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. fact that the so, presidents oh can just like they're upset at someone and they can just Im- imprison them and transform them inside of a memorial. Yeah. So, do we want to do we want to just go ahead and and get to the the George Washington thing? We should probably talk about George Washington being a big Uh, snake. Yes, the the horned serpent, uh, (laughs) which aligns with all of the maze uh, uh, facilities Mm -hmm, across mm -hmm. the country. Forming Um, a nice sine wave. Yep, a nice (laughs) sine wave, which is what I noticed immediately as well. I was like, oh, that's a sine wave. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's a snake? Oh, I, I mean, I guess it could be both, uh, mm. and, and it and it is. It's also the path that the uh, that uh, freedom uh, takes mm. uh, to um, assassinate political opponents. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but yeah. So, uh, so uh, hey, guess what? George Washington, he, uh, uh, in this universe, he he didn't he didn't chop down a a, a cherry tree. Um, it's specifically an apple tree, and and mm. surprise, it it wasn't a tree; it, it was a, a special tree uh, that transported him to, as it's referred in the series Wonderland, the horrible in between place uh, of yes. all realities, where <laughs> there's a um, nexus where the trees grow forever. Yes. Uh. T- uh. Uh. uh Touching where they where they end, uh, and and reversing, uh, uh, uh like oh, um, it's uh like the mirror, two mirrors, uh, next to each other, and you you mm. look down it, and it's it's an endless corridor of yourself. That's basically what Wonderland is, um, mm. and uh, if you try to get out, uh, oh, it um shifts you to different layers, uh, or yeah, they're they're permeable. Uh, yeah um and uh if you if you just try to climb one of the special trees out when you you shift you uh you don't shift you just elongate (laughs) along (laughs) all all realities um Mm. so yeah the uh the liberty lurker (laughs) appears to just be george washington yeah he he became too large and too powerful 
and they had to seal him beneath the Statue of Liberty and feed him refugees. Yes. Yes. And, and it's uh, an abattoir. Yes. <laughs> um, a, a too long and too, too powerful, uh, and not only beneath the Statue of Liberty, but apparently uh, uh, across the entire country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a Yomanganda kind of yes. deal. <laughs> he, uh, the the man, uh, the man under America, as he's referred to, <laughs> the man beneath America, as he's referred yeah. to at one point. He can, um, he can yeah. get, he has psychic powers and can get into your dreams. Yes. Because he, he forcefully commissioned the, um, the creation of the statue. Or the, yeah. the pedestal, anyway. Um, yes. Uh, oh, and I guess there's another term that we should also probably start uh, using, which is the uh, the true forces of mass destruction, mm-hmm. which is the the name that all of these this fear of horrible entity essentially occupy. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's big, terrible, and might be able to end the world, that's a true thing of mass destruction. <laughs> yes. yes, and and those are what the ADA is like rallying against mm. and their their effects. So, yeah, that that's what's motivating them. But then they're doing stuff to just like yeah yeah their methodology is what's weird, and it feels like it's maybe um, the ADA is cell-based, where Mm. individual parts of it are... They have the same goal, but they're just doing whatever they want to get to that. Right. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah, because that's what we get with um, the uh, the Mount Rushmore um, infection. Was Mm. the ADA, like, infecting them or I guess revealing the infection inside of uh, Rushmore because they, they all, all of the propaganda, the not propaganda, but the um, graffiti tagging like throughout the entire series is the ADA yeah. right delivering their messages, but their messages don't seem to be constructive things. Right. Yeah. It's more like everyone should beware because everything is dangerous and. Uh, here's an example of that thing and, you know, making yeah. weird tentacles grow grow out of uh, monuments. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, I Which don't is know probably just that... Washington at this point. I'm yeah. just going to assume yeah. that every every horrible growth that that occurs at a at a uh, an American monument is just George Washington, some offshoot of George Washington at this point. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. George Washington cilia just hanging out, reaching for the sky. Well, and and not only that, but we Ooh. have the um, because of the nature of the special trees and them send, they're swapping people out with other dimensional versions of themselves. Right. So that's what we get mm. with Virginia, but we also potentially have that with Washington. Yes. Yeah. So in, in in his attempt to cut down the apple special tree, uh, it may have swapped him with. I don't. It's not really our version of Washington, but it's the mm. 
it's been a version. yeah it's been deemed the dean verse and the nixon verse so in the universe where <laughs> nixon was president it's the nixon verse and right. if it's dean it's right this the dean universe yeah so okay the the washington that is the delaware double is potentially the the nixon verse washington mm. that was found in the yeah. river and then the Dean yeah. versus Washington is the one that's the horned serpent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. general general speculation <laughs> is that because Washington exists as a current day figure, like he's now alive again, <laughs> mm. um, he could, in in speculation, um, be a force to uh, array against the horned serpent uh, aside from trying to use the air force one angel that they do like, yes. has, has stolen <laughs> and co-opted yeah the air force one angel which we then discover is is a product of the death ray that was used to uh <laughs> shoot down the crown zeppelins yes yep um yeah once again it's, it's, it's all people. tied together <laughs> yeah it, well yeah, yeah it's a bunch it's a bunch of people i yeah that one uh i thought that was uh really interesting because i'm just like why does why it's a it's a it's a death ray that just needs to ha like have a, a switch flipped why does there need to be a bunch of people oh it's because it's pro they're probably being, it's probably being powered by them because they're completely and utterly disintegrated. Uh, well, not completely. Um, <laughs> energy and, now, and then, weird energy angel yep, that reformed into one being. So it's just a nightmare <laughs> existence. Uh, and likes to fly uh, the plane. Uh, <laughs> yes, fly the plane and also uh, assassinate former president Rockefeller. <laughs> It all sounds like nonsense, but trust us, if you watch it, it'll all, it all makes sense. We sound like crazy people. We sound like we sound like conspiracy theorists, which I guess is kind of the it's intent kind of, when talking yeah, it's about what this. It turns you into is right. a, a theorist on this, but it but by the nature of it being anti-American, <laughs> you have to like figure out what the intent is going on and there's no clear cut like these people are acting in a way that's in the national interest or they're, they're acting in the national interest but for themselves so it's bad right but then is that any better than the people trying to uncover or or show that these atrocities are taking place that that migrants immigrants and people are just being sacrificed to sate the endless maw of George Washington beneath the country who's right. still doing um d uh, uh international diplomacy <laughs> and <laughs> via dream control yeah uh just you know what just take just take the other washington just take the other washington and just throw it into because that's how it works with like 
it, 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 parallel versions of yourself, right? And they're like matter and antimatter. Just oh uh, yes, just have the edge, hit the touch. Yeah, just just drop them. Just open that. Just slide that slide, Lady Liberty, out of the way, and just <laughs> lower them down on a rope from a helicopter, and hope. Oh man, maybe that's what. Uh, maybe that's what uh, the ADA is planning to do because there is that entire section about hey, uh, there that like it's not three zones. Uh, there will be a, uh, every person will be a state. Uh, we just need to help the thing crack out of its shell, and I'm just like, wait, maybe they will just have the Washingtons touch, and it'll obliterate. Well, they're everything. trying to use the the fallen the Air Force One Angel to yeah because it is able to like shift things out of this reality into the I guess the specialty area. Which is weird because that's where the horn serpent is, but partially it, it, it could it could shift it out of that plane. Maybe I don't I don't know. <laughs> they they didn't right. explain that part of it. Just that it's able to vanish things. Yeah. No. You know there will be more coming. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think is there. Oh, yeah. We should talk about the crab. The crab. Yeah, I was gonna tanker. say we we got to go back to the crab for Cameron. <laughs> Cameron, tell us about tell us the story of the Ever Given. Okay, so the Ever Given. Um, so obviously this is a tale near and dear to all our hearts. Um, based very much on relatively recent events, uh, with the Ever Given in our real reality getting stuck in the Suez Canal. Um, but, uh, the, the first bit that made me really laugh with this one is the immediate answer to this is the United States says we're going to use nuclear force <laughs> to dislodge this ship. Yep. Um, you know, it's costing them $400 million a day in the global economy. We're going to nuke it. Well, we're not going to nuke the ship itself. We're going to nuke slightly downstream and get the wave to carry the ship off its lodged position back into the canal proper. Because that's a great Absolutely solution. Fine. Such a good solution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and they do it. And um, this is my favorite bit of the entire season is they have the little graphic like the map laying out the canal with the ship lodged in it. They zoom downstream and they show the the blast of the shockwave in the water and the ship gets pushed and it rotates with the wave and gets lodged in a different direction and then it gets loose again and then it just at a perfect 90 degree angle scoots out of the canal off onto the map and we cut to the twitter machines and a bunch of people in arabic asking at least i assume it's arabic um hey what happened to that big ship in the canal oh it just got up and walked away. It had had enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is... I love this. This is the Suez Canal Crab. It is the ever-given ship on, like, eight super spindly skyscraper-height legs. Um, it's just its just a big eldritch hermit crab. And it's uh, incredibly terrifying. And the story around it is great as well and like again that sort of anxiety inducing 
um good god what an awful scenario kind of deal um they they keep trying to reroute this because you know it's got valuable cargo on it. it's got it's got people's stuff uh so they build all these land barriers and it just walks over them and walks into the heart of cairo um right up to cairo tower at which point it loses its footing a little um falls over and causes uh, mass civilian casualties because a bunch of people are up in this tall tower to get a proper look at this big, weird crab wearing a whole ship <laughs> as a shell. Uh, and this begins something very unusual, um, which I can't imagine happening in the real world simply because I don't think anyone would be uh, bothered enough. Um, a bunch of the cargo falls off the ship the the crab itself is injured and partially immobilized. Um, and an American news broadcaster says, hey, those Egyptians are stealing all our stuff. All the stuff that yeah. fell off the Ever Given. That's ours. Everyone, buy a plane ticket to Egypt. It's a free-for-all. Go get your stuff. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, bit of a rough commentary on American culture, maybe. Um, but... The the idea the, the of twelve thousand, yeah. This is the entire, idea of 12, the entire series is yeah. like <laughs> lambasting the U.S. Yeah, true, true. This one is maybe a bit more of a um, it's, yeah, essentially twelve thousand odd Americans fly to Cairo, uh, and all converge on the site where the crab has fallen um it's been leaking seawater and mixed bodily fluids and the authorities like we just need to leave it clear the sun will dry everything up and then we can start like repair and rescue efforts um and then twelve thousand americans come in and force their way into the exclusion zone beginning the world's biggest sort of garage sale barter slash ongoing robbery um as uh, they begin fighting over who gets what, because you know it's a free for all. If you if it's a finders keepers day, go get it. Um, <laughs> with such things as uh, a firefight starting over a nice barbecue that got wheeled out of a uh, out of a shipping container, and um, or people fighting over the rights to a, a Ford pickup truck that ran over a family because it was on an incline and slipped. Um. <laughs> There's a gunfight over guns, literally. Yes. It, uh, yep. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a. It's 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 a. Um, it is an an unsubtle commentary about a mm, very specific subset of the American populace. I would yep. say. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. It highly unflattering and. Every mm. single time I thought that I was like, oh, this is too much. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh, this is. It oh, just keeps is, going. This is how I think about other people huh, now. I'm like, mm, this situation mm. is ridiculous. Like, you know, I don't even understand the logistics of the crab. No one seems to care about the crab. No one no. seems interested that the, that that the, the crab is a thing. It's just stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, that tracks. That yeah. I, I don't want to admit it, but yeah, that tracks that no one yeah. is remotely concerned or interested about this thing. Um, which, 
so I, 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 I just have to say this then leads mm. me to like the thought of like how much does the public know then yeah. at this point? Yeah. Like if they if no know, one's like, re- quite a bit. <laughs> right. Because if no one's reacting to the crab, then mm. how it's vaguely uh, normal, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, right. Well, you know, we we're, we we are also told that, like, yeah, surprise. You know, the the Alcatraz thing that the mm. that's there's the Alcatraz zone, and yep. that's just part of how things are. And so I'm just like, so like, it's all of this weird nonsense isn't that weird to mm. the people, but there are still things that the government doesn't that the government <laughs> thinks is too dank, too dark for, yeah. for them to know. It's yeah. it's they can very know about bizarre. the crab. Don't let yeah. them know about George Washington. Right. Or the or the Lincoln lookers. <laughs> or the Lincoln yeah. lookers can't know about that. Um yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's just it's just a big natural disaster. It's like Black Friday writ large across a significant portion of Cairo. Uh, um yeah, and that that's uh that's more or less the tale of the um the Suez Canal crab. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a nightmarish blood bath because everyone mm. gets trampled and smashed and Yep. Oh, and it also so because Egypt plays such a major part in in this season, mm. and and um we uh when we we go we do go back to Little Virginia's story, uh, which is really mm. sad and like yes. kind of the worst, most miserable one to get get through. <laughs> um, there's this concept of like, hey. Are the trees engineering these disasters so they can like feed? Because um, we, well, we seems get like it. <laughs> we get we get the we get the Sphinx episode, uh, mm. and which uncovers um, basically the mod, the 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 field of obelisks. Uh, yes. Um, uh, and I'm like, uh, I mean, that's Egypt. And then when we we go back to Virginia, uh, she explains what the Washington Monument obelisk is uh, with mm. its weird little elevator and its trap door. Um, and that when she falls back into her body, she falls into a still living but smashed body that just kind of yep. continues to produce blood and fluid for whoever knows how long mm. and she even wonders herself is the, it is the special tree feeding on us and i'm like so was this entire cairo disaster like engineered to yeah. for for <laughs> this <laughs> mm. uh, it's a good theory honestly i like that just because it got to put some semblance of order in here somewhere. There's a reason this exists because like this, yes. this story also is like very separate to everything else this season. Otherwise, right. like it's it's in Egypt, but otherwise it doesn't really have a connection to a lot of what else is going on. But the idea that well, there's you know hundreds of these special trees and hidden obelisks beneath the surface of Egypt and in particular around Cairo, so it would make sense that if they do feed off of a sort of collective suffering that um 
causing a massacre of 12,000 odd people would about do it. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, Virginia's story, very sad. Um, yeah, it really stinks. It it was a real bummer, really bummed me out. I was like mm. already kind of like, man, this one, I'm like, this, this season's hitting different than the last one in a way that I don't mm. like. And then we got to that one and I got to that one. I'm not referring, I refuse, <laughs> I'm not referring to myself in, as the royal we. Um, mm. and, and I got to that one and I was like, man, this is a bummer. I don't know oh, if yeah. I want to finish this tonight. I'm doing all of these at once, but mm. uh, I don't, I don't like it. It's, it's bad and yeah. sad. Yeah, like, like her stuff in the first season was a bit depressing. It's like, kid gets stuck in the mirrorverse mm-hmm. kind of deal, and then this just goes into, this is her full-life story that she told after we tried lobotomizing her twice to fix her because she wasn't adjusting properly. Um, okay, so, so, and so here's the thing, because hmm. if she fell... Did she fall? Did she make it back home? And then when she got back home, they were like, "She's crazy and needs to be lobotomized." Is that is that what happened? Because that's yeah, that's even worse. I think so. I think that's right. Is like she lost time and was obviously crazy because well, she kept getting well, stuck in the other through. dimensions. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, her whole story is like you know she goes to the Rockefeller. Christmas tree in the shape of man. It's like, hey, I want to go home. It's like, wait three years and come back. And this repeats many times during which, obviously, Virginia grows up in the other world. Um, And someone who... Along with all her friends. (laughs) Along with all her friends. uh, And someone who appears to have been assigned to, like, monitor her or be her handler comes forward as, like, Hey, I was meant to do this secretly, but whatever. And they end up, you know, developing a little relationship. Um, Leonard, this is your cameo, I guess, because this person. Oh uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I've got that name, uh, the name that uh, is given to characters that never have, that always get bad end. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've, I've never, I've never encountered a piece of media where a character was named Leonard that wasn't like either miserable or a monster yeah i'm just like ah yes this makes me feel good i'm like yeah yeah that that's that's about how it how it goes i did i did almost do the the guy ripping off the headphones meme when Mm. leonard came up (laughs) i was just like oh come on really why does it gotta be like this why can't I? Why like can't that. ever be? Why can't ever be cool? Why can't? <laughs> why can't Leonard's ever be cool? Something and not and mind. not weird, weird skeezy, weird skeezy, <laughs> skeezy jerks. Why does yeah. it be like that? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, weird skeezy jerk or not, they 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 enter a relationship. Um. And uh, Virginia becomes pregnant. And when she next goes to see the Rockefeller Christmas tree at th- at the three year interval. It indicates that, yeah, she can totally get home. She just has to be willing to trade a life for her return home. You know, she's obviously cool with that idea, but doesn't really think too hard about it. Um, And uh, through the process goes, um, yeah, Leonard gets it bad in this one, because from Leonard's perspective, 
he, you know, he, he, I don't know if they ended up actually getting married or if it's just sort of like a de facto relationship, but like, you know, your partner who is pregnant with your child just disappears one day and never returns. Yep. That's, that's Leonard's point of view here. Um, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sure is. I'm just like, (laughs) hmm. Yeah, all right. I guess it's up to me to write a story where a Leonard gets a happy ending. Yeah, you got to do it. If you won't, no one else will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Virginia in in this weird alternate dimension she fell into long, long ago um, ends up, you know, back in the Washington Monument here and goes through it. We see how it works. You know, you get in to the little lift, you go all the way up to the top, and the sound of the special trees becomes overwhelming and you get paralyzed, and then a mechanism opens the floor of the hatch and down you fall, and it's like when Doctor Strange punches the soul out of someone kind of style, that you hit the floor and your body is for sure dead, but you, you, your spirit or your consciousness continues to sink deeper and deeper and deeper beyond that like, all the way through the depths of the Earth, uh, like you're tunneling to China, um, and then begin sinking upwards, and then up through the floor, and it settles in its, own, in its own body again, but back in the other dimension, the original one, in Virginia's case. Right. Which then lead so so once again this doesn't clear up how this mechanism. I mean we now now know what the process is, but it Mm. still doesn't clear up how the mechanism works. Because does that mean that like the Virginia that got switched into the Nixon verse also? Oh, I guess I guess she probably did. Mm. Like. Yeah, went to the Washington Monument and did the same thing. Like they literally mm. align, and yeah. then like, ugh, I, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Parallel universes, yeah, <laughs> <are> crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, yeah, and I was laying there, and I wasn't pregnant anymore because I can only assume. So you know, a, a there's the the life the life for for your return thing, and also mm. the possibility that this that this Virginia just wasn't pregnant. Yeah, uh, but she's like, yeah, I'm lying there and I'm flat like a red pancake, and I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. Uh, and and <laughs> everybody else is there and they're alive and we're just here, and I'm just like, it, what what. What nothing like it's it just it just stinks it just stinks mm, it yeah. stinks even worse because like when she was a little girl and got trapped in the forest of the special trees she mm. then just encountered the grown up version of her son yes <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's it's bad she it's really really. Mm unfortunate and, yeah. and I don't like it. It makes me feel bad in my heart. <laughs> yeah. It's, it really like. stinks. I'm glad that Rockefeller got uh, got atomized by a conglomerate <laughs> of human souls. These are these are words that are coming out of my mouth and they sound like nonsense, but they're all true. It's I promise Adam. you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got what was coming. Um yeah, Virginia's so is, like, a really, really sad one, and, like, it ends on the note of, you know, and after the second surgery, she just never spoke again. 
But yep. when she was quite old, she did a a series of paintings which got like some notice because she essentially just did a series of like kids paintings. Yeah. Um, depicting you know her friends and her family and her like family in the other dimension with Leonard and baby Everett, and then like also grown up Everett when she was young and met him in the the universe of the special trees. I, don't, I still don't understand these various spaces fully. Um, yeah. And they wrap that one up pretty neatly with a little bow tie. Like this story, that, that particular story, I must assume is done. Don't think they do anything more with her. Um, right. But, but then, but then there's her entire family that yep. gets wrapped up into this. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, well, what else we got? Do we have anything else? I think I think that that's probably it. Yeah, I think that I think that hits on most of the uh, most of the info of the season. Um, this one was this one was really good. Like season one, I found interesting and fun in a couple spots. It's super satisfying to have a follow-up that really works with the material and dives into it and does interesting things with it as well. Like there's, there's lots of cool, interesting, creepy stuff going on here. Um, if you've listened to these two episodes about monument mythos and haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing. Go watch it. it, it it'll take you like an hour or two. It's not crazy yeah. long. I so. think two hours, two hours for the whole thing. Yeah. It's like a movie, but just tons of creepy pasta and terrible footage. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, heavy, heavy recommend, and I'm really looking forward to seeing sort of what comes next out of this out of this effort. Um, I, I presume the two of you have similar feelings, but please voice voice your opinions. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, seeing where this goes because we, it hasn't hit like a crescendo yet it's still mm. laying the groundwork but it has caught up to roughly present day um apparently yes. hillary clinton is president uh in 2020 yes. so well yep. and and al gore was and also yes. president <laughs> uh different timelines <laughs> it is uh, yeah it is I, I, the implication is that it literally is a a mirror universe mm. where where the opposite events happened and i think that's like really highlighted in virginia's story where she is literally like flipped like yeah. her organ yeah. organs and everything else are flipped completely uh, which mm. is probably why the lobotomy failed the first time yeah yeah, got, got the, the wrong, wrong part of the hemisphere. Brain. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Check that out. Um, let's do a little bit of admin, and then we'll wrap up. First things first. Where can we find people online? First off, you can find our delightful podcast on Twitter at mon underscore demonster, uh, or at monster deer dot monster. Yes. Dot on 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 an internet browser of some kind, you can pop pop that information in there. Um, if you want to look up what I'm doing on Twitter, it's at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Um, for complaining about Australian heat and pictures of cats and 
just trying to keep it chill, um, sitting sitting around waiting for January to end. Um, Dave, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. That's that's pretty much the only place I'm on. Mm. Uh, yeah. And how about uh, how about <laughs> yourself, Leonard? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can find my video, my video game video essay work on uh, YouTube by searching Dr. Faust is Dead. You can find my filmmaking uh, work on YouTube as well by searching for Umbra Knox Productions. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, there's one video. I'm just getting started. I've got stuff. <laughs> in the pipe i've I've got mm-hmm. way too many things going on because i'm oh, I'm doing yeah. that I, I, i'm doing i'm doing another video game video and i'm also <laughs> writing the script for a short film so um i i don't understand the concept of limitations and and no. and, and, and proper uses of my time uh but um uh mainly i'm on twitter and mainly i'm posting pictures of my two cats because yeah. they are uh are are ever present and you know should i pass <laughs> they will in fact eat me so uh excellent n- know them as 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 i would like you to know them and not whatever crime scene photos <laughs> you see of them <laughs> yes quite wow <laughs> all right uh well that that is that is being monster dear monster for this week uh we hope you enjoyed and we hope that you tune in next time Bye, everyone. Bye-bye, folks. Goodbye.